0: Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, Brand Strategist, Executive Coach, Entrepreneur, and Midlife Career Rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey Rebels, welcome back to the podcast and listen, Thank you so much for tuning in. I've gotten so much positive feedback from this podcast, which is exciting to me because all I ever really wanted to do through this work was to help shift your thinking and perspective and remove any limiting beliefs or obstacles that will prevent you from living your absolute best life. And of course, having an epic and meaningful career. So I'm glad it's working and I'm also glad you're enjoying it. So thank you and continue to tune in and share it with other who you think would really enjoy this podcast. So some of you know that before I started my coaching and consulting practice, I was in academia as a social scientist for about 10 years. And this was after my years as a labor and employment discrimination attorney. And as an academic, I conducted research, taught classes, supervised doctoral dissertations, and published scholarly pieces around my area of focus, which was structural inequity, intersectionality, and gender and racial inequity and its relationship to human development and organizational systems. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but basically I studied the impact of patriarchy and oppression upon the individual and within society and organizations. And what initially drew me to this work was my own life's journey, my experiences growing up in a predominantly white environment where my family was the only black family in my elementary school, and then being thrust into a predominantly black environment when my parents divorced, but never being quite accepted or felt as if I was truly a part of that community, kind of living life along the margins and never quite finding my place or my people. And then as an adult working in a predominantly male field and environments, I was actually one of two females in my firm and how my gender was always front and center when I walked into courtrooms or sat across the table from a multi-billion dollar company's legal team. So my research in my doctoral studies first centered on understanding me and my own experiences before I actually began to explore it further in relationship to others and systems and organizations. And I often tell people that my doctoral studies were actually more therapeutic than educational at times. So it really changed and transformed me. And over the years, I learned how these and other experiences shaped how I showed up and what I believe was possible for me and how they either fueled me to go forward and tackle some major accomplishments or limited my engagement with the world. So that's what I wanna talk about today on the podcast. I wanna talk about patriarchy and internalized oppression and how we've learned to embody these systems and live them out unconsciously and how it impacts the choices that we make or don't make in our lives and careers. I wanna lift the veil and give voice to how these things have manifested and contribute to feelings of fear, imposter syndrome, a self-doubt, lack of confidence, worthiness issues, and so much more. But before I jump in, I wanna say that this is about gaining and giving you awareness. This is not about becoming a victim. It's not about creating a us versus them mentality, but instead about freeing you from it. The point here is to give you hope, to help you feel informed, inspired, and empowered. So hold that in your mind as we go along this work together today. So let's get into it. I always like to start with a definition to make sure we're on the same page. Let's start with talking about patriarchy. Patriarchy is a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. Now, I also wanna add that this system is damaging to both men and women. It doesn't feel that way all the time, but it really is. Overall, it limits authenticity, creativity, and true liberation. So many women I work with struggle with feeling inadequate. They're dealing with people pleasing or feeling or being good enough. And it's no wonder because women were raised to believe basically that we were inadequate, that we needed to please others and make them happy and comfortable, that um, absolutely nothing about us and particularly our physicality was good enough. I mean, think about it. Every fairy tale, magazine, TV show, or movie that you ever saw really reinforced this message of either we had, we weren't good enough, we had to overcome, that our jobs was to make everybody in the room happy and comfortable, or that there was something wrong with us physically. I mean, people are still dealing with this on a daily basis. It's really sad to see. And it's permeated not only through adult women, but through our children. I mean, I remember being told throughout my life, both explicitly and implicitly to dumb it down or not to show up so much or not always speak what's on my mind or other messages like, who do I think I was, right? Like, who did I think I was to do something, to say something, to ask for something, whatever it was, you fill in the blank, right? Who did I think I was to potentially put myself in that position? And when you hear these messages enough throughout your life and experience the consequences of not quite falling in line or you watch someone else get punished for not falling in line, it's no wonder that you grow into adulthood struggling with speaking up in meetings or telling your boss you're not going to work yet again over the weekend or asking for a raise or negotiating your salary. It's no wonder that you take on extra work and responsibility, sometimes without even being asked, to prove you deserve to be there. It's no wonder you can't take a compliment or are embarrassed when someone praises or rewards you and you'd rather not make a fuss about it or it's not a big deal. Or why we focus on what we're missing as opposed to celebrating all that we have to offer or why we feel we need yet another certification or degree or more experience in order to go after a particular job or career or even start a new business, right? That we just need that one extra thing because we focus immediately on all the things that we think we don't know, as opposed to leaning into the brilliance that's already within. Why is that? Where does that come from? It comes from the messaging that we've been getting for years about our inadequacy, not being good enough, and having to please other people. When you've been breathing in the air of patriarchy your entire life, it's often hard to see or describe why at a cellular level that you feel these things and that you do these things, that you feel anxious or even fearful a lot of the time. Why pushing back or standing up is so hard and how we've internalized these messages to a point where we think something's wrong with ourselves or that we're inadequate. It's been that way really throughout the history for women. I mean, it's well-documented and you've probably not only seen it in magazines and TVs and on movies, but in your own family, watching your own parents, grandparents, aunts, other relatives. I've been watching the series, The First Lady on Showtime, which is really good. And the series this season is focusing on um, Eleanor Roosevelt, Betty Ford and Michelle Obama. And even though each of these women were smart and accomplished in their own right and held significant positions of power, particularly when they stepped into the role as first lady, I watched in the show, it shows how the system consistently colluded to subjugate them or really to silence them. Actually, in pretty much any show you watch where there's a woman in power, you'll see a system working overtime to take her down or take her out. Then watch the toll that it takes on her psyche, on her mentally, on her spiritually, to the point where either she is broken or she's constantly embroiled in this fight. You know, it kind of makes you wonder about the female villains that we've read about in stories and seen in movies growing up. Like I think about Ursula or Maleficent, you know, a sleeping beauty or the wicked witch in Oz. Like were they really villains or were they really ostracized and just fucking pissed off (laughs) that they weren't allowed to allow their light to shine as much as the boys? And then they were cast as villains as a cautionary tale to all the young girls out there, not to be too bold or to be too independent. Makes you wonder, right? But I digress. It's important to know where these thoughts and behaviors originated for ourselves. It's it's important to know that they're out there, but how they also have played a role and manifested themselves in us. How they're playing out in everyday decisions and choices that we make both in our life and career. Now in the Career Rebel Academy, we work to create a safe place for you to unmask the patriarchy and step into your power and brilliance without fear of repercussions or reprisal. We actually give you the tools and tell you what to do in situations where fear and doubt may raise this ugly head. And that works when you're able to understand how it's playing out for you, how to spot any of that patriarchal thinking that's holding you back. How to conquer the real fear of what will happen if you push back and don't comply. How to stop settling for good enough. How to stop people pleasing. How to stop playing small. How to own your gifts, brilliance, and significance. How to stop looking at what you don't have and celebrating all that you do. How to go after and get what you want regardless of the bullshit happening around you. To be able to notice that when you're struggling with these things, that is just the patriarchy going on or how you've internalized it in your life. The ability to identify where these things are coming from so that you can overcome them. These are important tools that you will utilize throughout every aspect of your life and career in order for you to move out of the limitations and box that you may find yourself in into things that are important to you. So I've talked a lot about the patriarchy, but I want to expand this and discuss internalized oppression. This is a part of that, right? And again, let's start with the definition. Internalized oppression happens when people who are targeted, discriminated against or oppressed over a period of time internalize, meaning believe or make part of their own self-image or their internal view of themselves, the myths and misinformation that society communicates to them about their group the oppressed group starts using the methods of the oppressing group against itself. Because it's internalized, it's been incorporated mostly subconsciously within ourselves and how we tend to operate in the world. Now it's an acceptance of negative societal beliefs and stereotypes and the repetitive and negative psychological exposure creates feelings of self-doubt and even disrespect for one's own group or self. It's truly a hidden injury or an assault on self that places limitations on what we believe can be possible for ourselves and for others. It totally fuels imposter syndrome, making us strive for perfectionism or cause burnout because we're working overtime trying to achieve, overachieve, or to prove the societal beliefs and stereotypes that we've been fed are actually wrong perfectionism really is the voice of the oppressor that makes you feel that you're not good enough, that you never will be. It's really a form, they call it a form of psychological slavery that imprisons your mind and it damages your motivation, your aspiration, and your self-esteem. And it's things that we do to ourselves because we've internalized these negative messages. Audre Lorde said, in order to be whole, we must recognize the despair oppression plants within each of us. And we must fight that inserted place of self-destruction that lives and flourishes like poison inside of us until it makes us turn on ourselves and each other. Internalized oppression comes from believing the myths and stereotypes about gender from the patriarchy, but also by internalizing the myths and stereotypes along the intersections of race, sexual orientation, ableism, age, class, culture, and ethnicity. One of the most notable myths is that of the strong black woman. The phrase was created to deny the humanity and emotion of black women, to create a division, and to justify working black female slaves as hard if not harder than males. But it's been internalized today as a badge of honor that causes black women to overwork, to isolate, claiming I could do it alone, I don't need any help, to reject emotion as weak and frivolous and therefore never learn how to process it appropriately, and to ultimately burn ourselves out. It's why we struggle in the community with hypertension, high blood pressure, obesity, with heart disease, which is the number one killer in the black community. It's the number one killer for women, but it definitely is the number one killer in the black community for women as well, because we're trying to follow through in this mythology that's not honoring our humanity. And when we're rewarded for this self-sacrificing behavior designed to encourage us to continue to deny ourselves, we label it as success. So we got to shift the narrative. We can also see it in how we wear our hair, whether or not we feel comfortable wearing it in its natural state, or it needs to be worn in a way that's more acceptable, or our thoughts about patronizing other businesses owned by those in the same racial, gender, or ethnic group as us right? How we think about them from the perspective of the stereotypes we've heard, or how we code switch in certain environments. Truly internalized oppression, what it does is that it creates a duality, a desire for freedom and liberation away from these messages, but also a competing desire to be accepted and to fit in. Paulo Ferrer's work, whose work I absolutely love, His work on the impact of oppression says that at its worst, there's a surrender, a perception that your condition is given and an unchangeable reality. And that leads to a rationalization that, well, that's just the way it is, or that's our fate and ultimately a victimization and limitation on your life and your career. It's like believing that even though there are like 50 other sandboxes on the playground, you can only play in one of them. Sandra O. Oh, if you're familiar with her, she was on ER and uh, now she, not ER, I'm dating myself. What's the, uh, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's the show. And she took a part in uh, a show called Killing Eve, which I think is in its last season. But um, Sandra O. Oh talked about when she was getting the part for Killing Eve, that when she got the script for it, that she scrolled through the whole script and she was like, I don't know. She said, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I really didn't understand like why were they giving me the script? So she said to her agent, so Nancy, I don't understand what's the part. And her agent, Nancy said, sweetheart, it's for Eve, it's Eve. And she said in that moment, I didn't assume that it was for Eve. I never even thought that it was for the leading role. I think about how deep I have internalized this. So many years of being seen in a certain way, deeply, deeply impacted me and it impacts all of us. I didn't even assume when being offered something that I would be one of the central storytellers. Why is that? After being told to see things in a certain way for decades, you realize, oh my God, they brainwashed me. I've been brainwashed. Isn't that powerful? To see, like she said, when you are fed these messages over and over and over again, you start to internalize it and believe it to be true. So you don't even look for the opportunity. You don't even look for the possibility. You don't even look for the chance because you just assume it's not available to you. That is what happens with internalized depression. So ask yourself, how has this played out in your life? How and where have you seen this manifested? When have you not asked for money or benefits because you felt you should be grateful for what they offered you or they even offered you a job to begin with? When have you been afraid to leave a good job because you thought you'll never get it this good anywhere else? When have you rejected or sabotaged a promotion because deep down you felt you're not really qualified for that job? How often do you look at other women or women of color that look like you as competitors instead of collaborators? How often have you told yourself, they won't pick me or hire me or promote me or work for me or they'll work with someone else other than me? How quick do you see how things won't work as opposed to how they possibly can work for you and in your favor? Freire said the oppressed having internalized the image of the oppressor and adapted his guidelines are fearful of freedom. But as Martin Luther King said, freedom is never voluntarily given. It must be demanded. And that's what we have to do. We have to learn how to ask for it, to go for it, to free ourselves from this ideal state that we have been embedded in through the societal conditioning to break free, to get what we want. Now, again, This isn't about creating an us versus them in your mind. This is not what this is about. This is about releasing you from the us versus them mentality to help you rise above that shed, not to blame or feel defeated, but to understand, gain awareness and to free your mind, to engage in mental acts of liberation so you can decide indeed how you want to get what you want in your life and career. As I often say to my clients, and I'll say this about this work too, it's simple, but it ain't easy. While it only takes a decision to say, yes, I'm going to rise above this, no more of this, I'm going to figure out the ways in which I'm engaged in the internalized oppressive thinking or indoctrination or patriarchy, it only takes a decision to say that. But the decision has to be made every day, sometimes every hour of every day, because these things are so deeply ingrained and none of us are immune. I sometimes find myself spending days lamenting over how I can't do something or how something won't work for me because of either my age or my gender or my race. I mean, God knows there's enough evidence of the pushback that we get in the world. But then I have to challenge myself. I have to challenge my thoughts and ask myself, How is it helping me to think this way? How is it helping me to stay embroiled in that way of being, not going after what I want, not challenging, not pushing myself forward, not going after the freedom that's available to me, but keeping myself psychologically imprisoned in this way of being or thinking? Or go a bit deeper and ask, what am I afraid will happen if I do do that? if I do engage in an act of quote unquote rebellion. Listen, the psychological safety shit is real. That we struggle the fear of what will happen, of what will they say, of what will this mean is real. And it keeps us trapped. And so the key is because it keeps us trapped in our mind is to that's the first place that we need to free ourselves is from our mind. And once we can get clear on how the patriarchy and internalized oppression is manifesting itself in our life and career, then we can start to manage our mind and engage in acts of liberation. We can do things like resist alienation and isolation and learn how to use moments of pain to connect rather than to separate. We can learn to accept and engage in our emotions and not see them as weaknesses or an inability to cope. That trope about women being too emotional has been exceedingly damaging to women's ability to embrace their full humanity and even for men to, be, to embrace theirs as well. We can find circles and communities of, sport to, of support to break the myth that asking for help is a sign of weakness. To see that going in alone is just another patriarchal myth. We can stop overtaxing ourselves and engage in more self-care We can stop entertaining negative socialized messages and start training our brains to focus on what's uplifting and possible. We can accept that things will be hard and that we can do hard ass things. We can learn how to tap into our own authentic strengths, gifts and talents and start operating in spaces that value us and accept us, accept you for who you are. We can stop, but you have to first do it yourself. Let me just say that. We can stop deconstructing parts of ourselves to fit in as opposed to fully standing in our own significance while gaining support and encouragement every step of the way. We can stop rejecting help and actually ask for it. And hey, here's a novel idea. Take it, take the help when it's offered. We can stop believing that our worth and our value comes from what we do as opposed to who we are. Listen, I am fully aware that we live in a male dominated society and that the world's worth is held in the hands of a few and that the rules of engagement are not only freaking fuzzy, but they seem to constantly change. But that's not what we should focus on. That's not where we should live our life. That's what gets us trapped in this bullshit. We should focus on what we do have control over, what we can change, You know what that is? You know it. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your results. When you understand where patriarchy and eternalized oppression are at, you can find your. when you're acting in those ways and when you find yourself acting in accordance with the patriarchy, you can start to shift your thoughts and beliefs and mindset and engage in different actions or a new way of being. And doing this work alone, let me just tell you, it's hard for anyone. And you may, you know, find yourself indulging in some of these limiting behaviors and in terms of these systemic ways of thinking without even knowing it. Like I said, I spend days in these thought loops and I understand this stuff at a personal and theoretical level, but the shit's real. Also, the past few years of COVID and the isolation of the shutdown has impacted us in ways that we're still trying to process and understand, particularly women of women of color who don't often seek and go out for help when they're suffering from depression or anxiety or any of the other things that they're experiencing in the moment. That's why we have created a space for this work and these conversations in the Career Rubble Academy because these things have definitely had an impact on the decisions that you've made in and throughout your career. And listen, it would be foolish to think otherwise and incredibly detrimental to you stepping into the work you want or are meant to do in the world to think that you are immune from this stuff. It's one of the truly unique and extraordinary gifts and the things that I bring to the table and offer in this program to everyone who comes aboard to work with me. The ability to release yourself and to rise above and actually get what you want. It may be hard to believe right now, but in the words of Nelson Mandela, it's all. it always seems impossible until it's done. You could do it. You just have to understand how it's showing up for you how it's showing up in your inability to make decisions, your inability to step out to go after what you want, why you may stay stuck, why you may be fearful. I mean, this stuff is really real. Like I said, psychological safety is real. The punishment and the repercussions if we buck against the system and decide to stand on our own are real. But what we spend too much time doing is focusing on the system itself and not how we can liberate our minds from it in order to get what we want. Well, all right, Rebels, that's it for today. And I know it was a lot. So take some time to digest it and think about it. Listen to this again, if you need to. I also wanna offer you an opportunity to join me for a monthly roundtable. Well, we'll have a chance to talk about this topic and so much more. That way we can have a conversation and you can get your questions answered and leave not only with new insights, but steps you can actually take. I call it The Boardroom, and it's a monthly facilitated discussion on how to successfully navigate the key issues facing midlife career professional women, particularly those who are senior leaders, who are rising executives, and experienced high achievers. Now, our May boardroom will be on Thursday, May 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And if you can make it, fabulous. But if not, you'll definitely get a recording of our conversation, but you have to register in order to get it. In the future, the boardroom will meet on the last Friday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we're meeting Thursday this month because it's right before the holiday weekend. And I know y'all gonna take off for the weekend to go have some fun. So that's why we did it Thursday instead of Friday. And you can register at www.carolparkerwalsh.com backslash or forward slash, whatever that little slash is, boardroom. And I'll also add the link in the show notes for your convenience. So you don't have to remember that. Also, listen, come find me on the socials. I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. So if you want to share with me what new things you've learned today, I would love it. Or even better, if you want to share on your own social and tag me, that would be equally great. I'll leave you with the words of Audre Lorde. When I dare to be powerful, to use my voice in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether or not I'm afraid. Until next time. Have an amazingly rebellious week. Hey, if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, then you've got to come check out the Career Rebel Academy. It's where you'll get the individual help and support you need applying the concepts and strategies you're learning here and so much more. You'll be joined by a community of other rebels just like you, and I'll be there as your guide every step of the way. If you're genuinely looking to change the course of your life and career, I promise you, this is the place you'll want to be. Just go to www.CarolParkerWalsh.com forward slash career rebel dash academy. I can't wait to see you there.